welcome to the Clay Soul Podcast with Christian as your host. Hi. <laughs> as I said in the beginning of this podcast, and as I will, as you'll hear, continue to say at the beginning of every single episode, at least the first 10, this is an open conversation where you and I are coming together and not one of us is 100% right, but we both are coming together in a conversation to maybe have changed perspectives. This might not feel like a two-way right now because I'm talking into a mic, (laughs) but you can email me. There's an email in the description box. Um, This podcast is going to be uploaded out of sync. And what I mean is, is I am recording this Like, it's less than a week before it will probably come out if I so choose to release it. Whereas the first nine episodes that I've already recorded, edited, and scheduled were all recorded in the middle of February through the middle of March. So this is out of sync. (laughs) Because it is now April. And I just wanted to warn you from the get-go. I'm going to say things in this podcast referring to podcasts that are not yet available. (laughs) Because I originally had the idea for this podcast last week or the week before and I was going to sit down and then I told myself don't worry about rushing because you're ahead and I am I'm ahead on recording my podcast so I said don't rush you still have time to form your thoughts on it and lo and behold something happened that perfectly fits the conversation And so I want to talk about it and I want to bump it up because it is time sensitive. And if this comes out in the middle of May, as it technically is supposed to, if I go in order, it will not be time sensitive. The power that this episode will hold is time sensitive, but I want to do it. I have to clear some things up about the concept of a villain era. My perspective on the villain era, because I don't personally, and maybe it's just me because also I don't, I, I don't call things eras. There's someone, um, I guess I'll just say the name. I also, as you will find out, I never really mention people by name ever (laughs) in my episodes. Um, and I do share quite a few stories in the first now 10 episodes, but I never say people by name. But in this case, I will say this person's name is JC Marie. I actually enjoy some of her stuff, so I'm not saying anything rude about her or anything. I'm just saying that she tends to use the term era regularly. (laughs) And I know she's also partially doing it as a joke, Um, but she does like to call every change an era. And I think it's cute and funny, but also that's not how I roll or anything like that. I am not going to lie. I am not the best with slang term these days. 
I am a younger millennial, so I'm not that old. I haven't hit 30. I'm getting closer, but like I'm pretty young, but I'm still like out of the loop when it comes to certain terms. But I know what the villain era is. And it's ironic. It is ironic. And we'll get into that even more as this podcast unfolds. Um, This is going to be a longer one. But it's going to be worth it. I want to encourage you to stay till the end. There might be some times where I will say something about a podcast that I pre-recorded already that is not out yet. There may be times when I share stories or say things kind of in a way that feels vague and might add a little confusion. That is actually on purpose. (laughs) That is on purpose. I've done that for years. I try my best to not talk about my experiences in a way that pinpoints a person. Just because I don't think it's the point of me talking about my experiences, to be honest. (laughs) My stories, the stories I share about my life, really is not about the people at all. It's actually about the lessons I'm learning. Um, Because personally, I think it is a great conduit of growth for myself and it could be inspirational for other people to hear stories about my life and the lessons I learned in these experiences because you learn through experiences right and therefore you're gonna hear some stories that are mostly vague (laughs) on purpose I also might kind of repeat myself Partially because I just tend to do that. (laughs) But also because I want to really make some statements clear. And the first thing I do want to make clear is this podcast topic is something that I've wanted to do for a few weeks, just on my own volition as I was reflecting on some choices that I personally have been making in my own life pertaining to just me. But I will also make it clear that the reason I'm recording this podcast now and the reason it's going to be longer and have certain stories in it is because something did actually happen between me and a specific person. But again, that's how things work. When you learn through experiences, you tell the story. You know, just like with the Bible, the Quran, basically any ancient text is story-based and gives an account of people's shortcomings and when people do well. Because stories teach us things and therefore it's okay to share stories when you're sharing the lessons you're learning. Now, what even is a villain era? (laughs) I did look this up just to double check myself (laughs) because I believed I understood what a villain era was, but I wasn't perfectly sure. 
So I did. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. Sorry, that's cringe. I'm just being honest. (sighs) Because I'm not going to lie. I thought a villain era meant you just do whatever you want, even if it hurts people. And that is technically not true. At least according to Urban Dictionary. Based on these two definitions. One is when you're tired of being a pushover to others and you finally start to say no. I'm reading this word for word, by the way. And two, when you are in an extra mischievous stage and doing crazy fun things, especially at parties, often after a breakup or a glow up. Again, neither of these are like... (laughs) perfect matches to what I believed a villain era was and that's okay because again I just heard the slang term and I heard it being used I was trying to interpret it based on the context of how it was used but I think that first one's really interesting and ironic because essentially I guess you could say that I am in my villain era because I am tired of being a pushover to others And I am finally starting to say no and do what I want. This, as I knew leading up to this stage of my life, is pissing some people off. Even just saying that, the person will say, I'm not pissed off. (laughs) But they are because me making certain choices bothers them. It bothers them because they bring it up. This person could be anybody. I think I could be referring to my ex. Or I could be referring to a cousin. I could be referring to a boss. And honestly, I've not had great experiences with bosses. So I could definitely be referring to a boss. But nope, you don't know who it is, do you? I could be referring to an old friend. I could be referring to a new friend. Technically, I could be referring to my kids, but I'm not. They're not old enough for this type of situation. (laughs) I could be referring to anyone. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm going to let them know. But I'm not going to tell you who it is. This person and I, we tend to have conflicts. We tend to have arguments in the long kind, the kind that go in cycles, the kind where not a lot is achieved and there's not a lot of listening on both sides. You see, this person and I have had this happen for years. The funny thing is, is I feel like it flares up the worst Right when I start to heal enough and feel comfortable enough and happy enough and at peace enough, that I'm like, hey, you know, things are good. We can start to have like a mutual, honest, equally truthful, respectful, mutual relationship. That's actually the weird thing is honestly with this person, literally, I was thinking to myself, wow, 
I have gotten so close to just plain having total peace at this point with whatever happens. In fact, you'll actually hear that in an episode. I have a two-part episode on forgiveness, which actually kind of inspired this episode. It's not going to come out until later. There are episodes, I think, five and six or six and seven. And I actually say in those episodes about this specific person that I've gotten to the point now to where I've practiced forgiveness so much, both for me and the person, that things are almost, like, there's almost no anger. I I got to that point. I really did. And the funny thing is, <laughs> is then stuff flares up with this person. In this situation, they said something. They had an opinion about something in my life. And I simply said, your opinion is wrong. And I'd appreciate it if you didn't say that it was a fact. Because it's your opinion. And you're wrong. And that just kind of created a whole other cycle of different things. And you know, maybe they don't change. Maybe they say their opinions as facts towards me about my life. Maybe they take their interpretations of what's going on in my life. And they tell me what's going to happen next. As if it's fact. Okay. I can then make a choice. And as I said to this person, okay, if you want to say that, that's fine. I can't control you. But that doesn't mean I'm going to listen to your wrong statement. (laughs) Then ensues the (laughs) hour-long argument, which... Didn't even need to be an hour long. If I really, truly did what I would want to do towards the beginning of those situations, I probably would and probably should from here on out just hang up. I'm trying to be respectful by not hanging up, but I probably should. I probably should just wrap up the conversation and hang up. Because with this person, it's a constant cycle over and over in the argument. It's, we, we never get anywhere. <laughs> we don't get anywhere. And a lot is revealed in these arguments that have nothing to do with what I bring up, which is also bizarre. <laughs> because all I said was, I'd appreciate it if you don't paint your opinions as fact when they have to do with my life which I would think is something you're allowed to do if someone's talking about your life. But with this person, it uncovered a whole bunch of other stuff that I already kind of knew, but also like didn't know some things. And the root of what was going on was something not surprising. It wasn't surprising. I wasn't surprised. They're bothered by me sharing my stories in my podcast, which honestly, y'all haven't even heard a lot of them yet. Uh, I have seven other ones that come out (laughs) after this podcast episode, and I share some good stories. 
And every single time I share a story, I always say I'm not perfect. I always say I mess up because I do fuck up. I always say I forgive them. As I mentioned, I have a two-part series on forgiveness coming up. I literally always say that because it's true. There's not one story I share where I ridicule a person for who they are. I literally just state like what what happened. I state how I interpreted what happened. Could I be wrong? Probably a little wrong on some things every single time I share a story. Why? Because this is my perception and my experience. And I can't know someone else's thoughts. I can't know someone else's intentions. I can only go off of their actions, right? I can only go off of their words, their tone, their body language. I can't go off of what's going on in their brain. So there's always a margin of error for me, but also for everyone else, right? And that's the funny thing about these situations with other people when it comes to conflict. I think we love to think there has to be a victim and a villain, that someone has to be right and wrong. I actually just saw a TikTok a few days back before I am. I'm taking a break as I record this. I'm taking a break from TikTok. Um, But I saw this TikTok a few days back that was talking about, they were saying men think this. I don't know if it's exclusively to men, but I'm just the type of person, like I don't characterize certain genders with certain things because I think everyone's capable of certain things. And they said that men tend to see arguments or conflict as a challenge to be won. Now, I don't believe, as I just said, I don't believe every man thinks that way. So I just want to clarify that. Um, But what I understood, essentially, from what they're saying is that when a person believes a conflict is a challenge to be won, they're going to continue until they win. They're going to continue until they are not the villain. Until they're seen as right. Until they're seen as validated. Because it's uncomfortable to think that maybe both of us are wrong. It's uncomfortable to be accountable. And it's uncomfortable to approach conflict with humility. It is. It is. For me and this person... It is extremely uncomfortable for me to approach it with humility. I do try. I try because I know myself. (laughs) I know myself. And I know with this person in particular, if I don't try to have humility, I just won't. Even today in the conflict that we had, I didn't. In some very obvious moments, I really did not have any humility at all. And that's my fault. And that's something I got to process, own up to, be accountable for. But I don't think any one person in any conflict is truly the villain. You know, there's this crazy shit happening right now with meta- and TikTok and Congress, and I won't go into the details. 
a lot of us millennials, a lot of us Gen Zers, and even just anyone that's aware of what the Restrict Act is for and of who has money invested in the banning of TikTok. We would all agree, I think, or most of us would agree that the villain is a certain social media company. But here's the deal I also have been reflecting on with that is that at the end of the day, no matter how malicious their actions may or may not be, and no matter how malicious their intentions may or may not be, at the end of the day, I think this person also just genuinely values winning. Having a company that wins. I observe this from their actions because they've tried to buy several social media platforms. So I think they just genuinely, they like conquering. And because I see that, I don't feel as angry. I know that's weird to say, but I don't feel as angry at that person for their actions, even though in a way they are trying to censor us. Because I can understand the feeling and the desire of wanting to win. I mean, hell, I'm a business owner. I'm not anti-capitalist. Do I think there need to be more regulations? Definitely. But just as any business owner will say, at the end of the day, we want our businesses to do well, right? And so I understand from a business standpoint, some people want to do so well, they will do whatever. Am I that person? No, <laughs> I am not that person. I do not have the energy, but that's just one example of where I say like, hey, we all might think a certain person is a villain in a story, in a conflict, but personally, I don't think anyone's a villain in a conflict. I think both people are equally responsible for the conflict. I think both people are equally capable of messing things up with each other. I think both people are equally capable of inflicting deep pain. And I also think both people, they should at least try to, truly take accountability in change. Emphasis on the change part, because I do think some people think if they apologize for something, they don't have to change. And to that person, I would say, what about repentance? Repent? Repent just means to turn the other direction, to literally change course and do something different. That's what it means biblically in context. In the Hebrew, that's what the word means. Instead of me doing this action, I'm going to do this action. And so you can say sorry all day, but if you're not wanting to change, does your apology matter? That's a good question. That wasn't on my notes or in my outline. I do a rough outline sometimes before these podcasts. That wasn't planned. <laughs> 
but it's true. Am I really sorry if I cuss somebody out? I'm not saying this person did this. I'm giving an example, separate example. Let's say I, Christian, cuss somebody out. I haven't done that in so long. But let's say I did. Let's say I cussed somebody out. And then at the end of it, I said, I'm sorry. But then I cussed them out again. Or I told them, I'm not going to stop cussing you out if you piss me off. Am I sorry? No. (laughs) See, that's the thing. You can apologize all day long, but if you do not want to change or you do not choose to change or you do not actually activate change, then you are not sorry. You're just giving lip service. If you think you're in the right for doing something hurtful to somebody or doing something that someone has blatantly asked you not to do, then you're not sorry. If someone tells you your words hurt them or your words are wrong or that they ask you to stop doing something that pertains to them and your response is, You can't control me. You're not sorry. (laughs) You're just not sorry. Be honest. You're not sorry. If you don't want to change, if you believe you're right for not changing, you're not sorry. Stop apologizing. It's obvious. It is obvious that you're not sorry. Right? Same would go for me. There have been times when I've apologized for being hurtful for this person. And there have been times when I have genuinely meant it. But I'm not going to lie. There are also times when I I don't feel bad because they've hurt me. (laughs) And the truth is, everybody feels this. When they're hurt by someone, they want to react and hurt them back. That is just genuine self-defense. Fight or flight response. The fight or flight response is simply someone trying to protect themselves from a stressor, right? So that's common. Everyone's going to do that. People have been like that forever since humanity became humanity. Animals are like that. I think maybe plants are like that too, I guess, if a certain plant can emit poisonous stuff or whatever. You know, prey and predator, like, sorry, I hit my mic. Everything, though, that is living wants to protect itself when it feels attacked. That doesn't excuse the choices you make to protect yourself. Because obviously sometimes it's overkill. But it's also natural to want to protect yourself. I don't think any one person in a conflict is the villain. I often also don't think any one person is the victim. I think some people want to avoid their accountability by being the victim, by getting offended when no one was even thinking about them. No one was talking to them. 
or talking about them, but they want to be the victim because let's just be fucking honest. None of us actually want to be the villain. (laughs) Even those of us in our villain era, you know, if we're going by that first definition, we don't want to be the villain. We're people pleasers. (laughs) We're used to not being the villain, right? No one wants to be the villain. No one. No one really wants to be the villain. But not everyone can be the victim. Not everyone can be the one that is being attacked. And if you're constantly or consistently or frequently or even just sometimes trying to assert that you're not the one to blame. Maybe it's time to check that. I've had to do this because, oh, I don't even know how long. There's a huge time span in my life where I inflicted pain on other people because I was so in pain but they didn't deserve it. And as I said, I <laughs> I am saying things that I cover in future episodes. <laughs> and I, I talk about this. I talk about this in lessons I learned. That's episode four. And I talk about this in forgiveness for myself and for forgiveness for others. I think they're episode five and six. I talk about how I have been a shitty person to people (laughs) that did not deserve it at all. And there's a huge time frame of my life where I did not learn for a long time how to course correct that. I didn't want to be the victim, but I also knew, uh, I said that backwards. I didn't want to be the villain, but I also knew deep down that I was kind of being the villain girl. (laughs) And the way that I learned to stop hurting people that didn't deserve it was by acknowledging that I hurt people that didn't deserve it. It was by acknowledging how I hurt them. Some of these people I couldn't actually like reach out to and even apologize. But I had to do the work on my own without even apologizing directly to them, I still had to apologize in my heart and change. See, that's the thing. Again, I'm going back. As I said, I'll repeat. Being repentant means changing. It means changing. You cannot tell me it doesn't mean changing. I grew up in a Christian household and went to church. I actually still go to church, (laughs) even though I'm not a believer anymore. (laughs) I know what repentance means. (laughs) It means changing. It says, hey, I'm acknowledging my crap. I'm going to change now. 
And I had to do that myself. Now, have I completely changed? No. And I will say there are sometimes I think when you're connected with certain people, the change is going to be extremely slow. And not even just because of that other person. But what I mean is the change is going to be extremely slow when you're connected with certain people because your brain, your body, your hormones, everything in you has been so conditioned to react a certain way that unless you actively choose to not react that way every single time thereafter, you're just going to keep doing it. You're not going to change. I know this from experience because (laughs) with this specific person I'm referring to, there have been times when I forced myself not to say anything when I really wanted to. When this person was making assumptions about me. When this person was telling me what I should and shouldn't do when I'm an adult. And when this person was being condescending about things. There have been times when I did not say anything. There have been times when I tried with everything in me not to say anything because I knew if I even tried to stand up for myself, it's going to cause a problem. I cannot stand up for myself with this person ever because if I do, there will be an argument. But the growth is still so slow (laughs) because I'm still talking to this person. And I don't know why, to be honest. I have tried to give them so much grace over and over and you're getting the same results, the same problem. And this is insanity. That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting something different. So why do you still talk to them if you can't stand up for yourself without there being an argument? But I choose, I choose (laughs) to talk to this person. One, because I want to respect them enough to give them the grace to believe that something will change. And two, that might just be a wish though. I'm I'm gonna be honest. That's my fault. I keep wishing for a different relationship. When I've been told already, (laughs) stop wishing. Wishful thinking is different than hope. That's what Dr. Henry Cloud talks about. He is a Christian counselor. So if you're a Christian, you should definitely connect with him. If you're not, feel free, but just know he does literally everything he does is rooted in his faith as it should be as a Christian. But that's one thing he talks about. Wishful thinking. It's hope if you believe and you have evidence that something will change. But if you don't have evidence something will change, that's just wishful thinking. And you can't really run off of that. But here I am, I have the wishful thinking. And let me tell you why. It's because I have gotten to the point to where I know it, and I've known for years, that at the end of the day, This person is going to say I'm wrong 
no matter what. Unless I never contradict them and never give it any input and I just never say anything about anything they say. I am going to be wrong. I'm going to be wrong if I don't talk to them at all. I know this because they have tried to give me the guilt trip over it several times. Several years. I could stop talking to them completely. And as you'll find out in the podcast episode that was supposed to come out today. That I'll just release it next week. Going no contact. I actually say in that podcast multiple times that I don't actually believe going no contact is a first reaction step. I believe it's a last resort step. And in this situation, it deserves to happen. If I want peace, if I don't want the inner turmoil of having to choose between me being honest and me giving them what they want to hear, I should just never talk to them again <laughs> because it's been years and they're not, they're not going to change. But I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be the villain, but I have to choose. I have to choose between having a relationship with someone that is actually mutually honest and will probably just constantly have arguments or have no relationship at all and probably find a lot of peace in knowing that I won't have to argue again. Or even just giving them what they want. I think they just want someone who is a yes man. They want someone who, when they hear them say something wrong about them, will not say anything. They want someone who will not tell them they're wrong. They want someone who will not ever talk about their experiences with them. They want someone who will give them what they want every single time. And if I don't pick that, I'm the villain. And I don't want to be the villain because like I said, no one wants to be the villain. But (laughs) honesty is so big to me. And if I can't be honest about how someone has hurt me, if I can't be honest about how someone has made assumptions about me, if I can't be honest with someone I'm in relationship with, whether that's a coworker, a friend, my kids, a lover, a family member, If I can't be honest with someone, even just online. To me, like, what the hell is the point? Why would I want to be in relationship with someone? And I can never say, hey, you hurt me. 
I can't say, hey, you're wrong about this about me. Why, why the hell would I want that? Why the hell would I want to sit here and say, hey, you treated me like this and you may not know it, but that hurt me. And you turn around and say, you're wrong. You're a liar. Why would I want to be with you? <laughs> why would I want to be around you? Would you want to be around me? If you told me that I hurt you and I looked you dead in the eyes and I said, you're a liar? Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) That's not a relationship. If I looked at someone that I said I loved and watched them cry about how I hurt them and I did anything, anything, but apologize and change my actions, I do not love them because that's not love. Love is self-sacrificing. And you're asking me to choose between essentially making you feel good and making me feel like shit. (laughs) Or me being honest about how we both fuck up regularly. Last time I checked, that's how relationships work. And that's how you build relationships. And I don't know. Maybe some people think that means you're a villain. And you're in your villain era. Because you stopped being a pushover. But last time I checked, there's something beautiful about standing up for yourself. Last time I checked, there's something beautiful about not always putting everyone before you. You don't get brownie points in life for never prioritizing yourself. I learned that the hard way. I've let people be prioritized over me and my health, my mental health, be prioritized over me and honesty, a virtue that is very important to have. And I just felt like shit. Like, that did not help me at all. At all. And I'm cussing, and this person has already told me they don't want me cussing either. I don't care. (laughs) That's your opinion. I'm not a villain because I make my own choices. And I'm especially not a fucking villain. If I'm making the choices to be honest. Especially since when I'm honest, I often point out that I could be wrong. When I do wrong things, I try to take notice of them. If someone tells me I did something wrong, I try to take notice of them. Even with my kids, I've told them so many times. So many times I say, hey, if, if mama does something wrong, if mama makes you feel bad, if mama hurts you or hurts your feelings, tell me. 
tell me. I say it in a future podcast episode about forgiveness. I think it's messed up to not tell someone (laughs) when they hurt you. That's messed up. Don't have me walking around thinking I didn't hurt you. It should go both ways. And maybe that's just something other people don't value. But like me personally, I see it as like, how can I possibly get better in life? And make better choices if I don't know that I made a choice that hurt you. How can I change? But then again, that goes back to being repentant. If you don't want to change, I guess maybe it doesn't matter. This is just wild stuff about being a villain to me. To me, by that definition, anyone can be a villain. Couldn't they? If being a villain (laughs) meant that they did something you didn't want, anyone could be a villain, right? Then maybe I am a villain for cussing in my podcast. Maybe I am a villain for sharing my life stories and life lessons. Maybe I am a villain for having an opinion about the things you say about my life. Maybe I'm a villain for not keeping my mouth shut when people wrong me. Maybe I'm a villain for doing what I want and telling people no. And telling people they don't have control over me. If that's what it means to be a villain, then yeah, I'm a villain. Because at what point am I going to have autonomy over my life? I'm 28 almost. I've been a legal adult for almost 10 years. Could you imagine being 28 years old and being told you're not supposed to do something in your own podcast or your own YouTube videos or in your own life by another adult? You're not killing people. You're not drugging people. You're not cussing people out. You're just sharing your life stories. And you're being told not to do that. Like, (laughs) would you give in to that? That's silly. That is so silly. I don't mind being a villain if it means I'm being an adult and making my own choices. I don't mind being a villain if it means standing up for myself. And I definitely don't fucking mind being a villain if it means I gotta say, hey, I can't have closeness with you because you want to control me. That's not why I'm here on this planet. I'm not here to be controlled by other people. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a boss. And with all due respect, I will carry out the stuff I'm supposed to do as an employee. But you're still not in control over me. 
It could be a coworker or a cousin. It could be a friend. It could be a friend that I had for all 28 years of my life. And I can give you respect. I probably should as much as I can. But that doesn't mean you have control over me. It can be a parent. It could be my kids. I love them. I humble myself for them even when I don't want to. There are times when I am being a parent, but I'm going about it with a not so great tone and a bad attitude. And I will humble myself and apologize. Because I know full well that you can be as right as you want. You can be as right, as right, as right. But if your attitude is wrong, you just canceled out the whole point, you know? And I'll humble myself and I'll say, I'm sorry. I should not be talking like that. And I will again then be a parent, but calmly. (laughs) Without the ego. But they don't control me. And I don't control them. They are great kids. They'll never control me. And I will never control them. They do things now. I don't enjoy it. But I'm not going to control them. Because it's not life and death. I don't care really. If they did XYZ how I didn't like. That's their choice. If they want to. I don't know. Let me think of something. Wear their pants backwards or something. Is that silliness? Yeah. (laughs) Do I tell them it's backwards? Yes. Do I mention maybe they should try to turn them back around? Yes. But I do also say maybe. I say it as a suggestion. And if they don't, I'm not going to wrestle them to the ground and turn them around. It doesn't matter. (laughs) At the end of the day, it doesn't matter, really. They're young. They'll eventually get in the pattern of putting them on correctly. But I don't have to control them to make that happen. If they wear two different colored socks, I don't care if their shoes are backwards. Sometimes they're flip-flops on the wrong side. I, again, I point things out. I mention maybe they should do something different. But if it's not really affecting their end goal, I'm not going to argue with them about it. Their outfit doesn't match. Oh, well. I'm not going to argue about it. It's stupid. It's so stupid. But it's because I know I can't control them. I know it. And they know they can't control me. But the funny thing is, I think when you know you can't control another person and they know vice versa. But you still choose to meet each other in the middle. That's when the relationship gets good. (laughs) That's when it gets good. 
I don't know. Therapists, counselors, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I did get my undergrad in counseling, but I did not get my master's in counseling. I know some things. I do not know everything. But I do think... I think that when you know you can't control another person, but they still choose to meet you in the middle, that's when the relationship is beautiful. Because now you know. That was their choice. Maybe they won't even choose to meet you in the middle. Then you find peace in knowing It's not your responsibility and it's not your fault. (laughs) You don't have to worry about the consequences of somebody else's actions because they're somebody else's actions. And then no one is really the villain, are they? If I'm minding my business, knowing that someone else can make a choice and I might like it, I might hate it. But I'm not going out of my way to make sure they know how I feel. And they're going to deal with the consequences of whatever they think, feel, and act. Neither of us are villains. We're just two people learning. And you see, I think that's the whole point. I think that's the whole point. Of being in relationship with someone. I've read this before too. But I do also agree. I think personally. The whole point of being in relationship with other people. Is to grow. Is to change. Is to transform. And if that's not the goal. If one or the other is holding each other or themselves back from change, you're not walking along a journey together through life. One of you is actively trying to stay in the same place and stay stuck. But that's not a life's journey. And you can't have relationship in stagnation and expect good things to come from it. So what do you think? Do you think people can be the villain in a relationship? Do you think there's a victim and villain dynamic? Or do you agree with me that you think it's kind of more gray? And that both people are responsible. I mean, I'm sure there are times when it definitely feels like there's just one villain. For sure. As I say in future podcasts, though, (laughs) I do kind of believe that even when someone outrightly seems like the villain at the end of the day, something had to happen within them to create that. And I give them the benefit of the doubt, even though some people, obviously, they don't deserve it. But we will discuss that in the episode on forgiveness. 
Anyway, tell me what you think about being a villain. And also tell me if you think you're in your villain era. Are you a people pleaser that's choosing to say no and be yourself? Did you go through a breakup or something and now you're choosing yourself over other people? Because I'm with you. I am that. I am a retired people pleaser, not giving a fuck about other people's opinions because they're not fact. They're based on their opinion and their experience. I'm not doing anything purely evil. I am just choosing to use my own mind to make my own decisions. And if that makes me a villain, then yeah, I'm a villain. But I think deep down we all know that there is nothing villainous about a people pleaser choosing to make their own decisions. Thanks for listening to this incredibly long-ass podcast episode. I I knew I would eventually record a hour-long episode. It might not be an hour once I like cut out my breathing and crying (laughs) but I knew I would get there (laughs) so thank you for listening and thank you for sticking around for the others the other episodes the other seven that I already recorded are really really good I'm sorry this one is kind of wrecking the vibes on the other ones spoiler alert But I hope you stick around and listen. And I'm very grateful for the conversations that we will have. Feel free to rate this podcast and reach out via email. Until we talk again. Have a great week. Bye.